My name is The Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Because they came to whose house? Where'd you go to college? Syracuse? Syracuse? That's a basketball school. Rain man, good to go. Hey coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain, I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Aha, aha, aha. This is the Sportzilla Show. Here's Rain and Scooter. Rain and Scooter. Rain and Scooter. So, Seth uh, Greenberger is at Hashtag Goldberg. That guy from Orange Nation, our buddy, always <laughs> jumping on my leads. you got to love him. Apparently, Rick Beardsley, who is the CBA Syracuse boys lacrosse coach and, well, a four-time All-American at Syracuse back in the 90s and a two-time national champion, and he's going to join us at 315 to educate us on lacrosse. Apparently, that's his guy. So, I sent him a picture to, to get a graphic going for our Twitch viewers when we get him up on the air because you want to watch or if you're watching at Q Sports Talk like many do on Twitch.tv. But like they're bros, they they hang out and drink beers and watch Netflix together? Well, I don't know, but that's his dude, man. And and, and so I, I'm curious. I'm trying to see if I can get him to feed us a question um, and something okay. we can break the ice All with right. here. I'm, I'm trying this on text. And we'll see what happens. But I'm psyched to talk to Rick Beardsley. Uh, he's, he's also a big listener of K-Rock when, of course, I did that for a while. So, yeah, I've been quarter of a century. We, we've been chatting back and forth on and off for a long time, but I'm very excited. He's pumped to come on with us today. He does a lot. I'm going to let him run down his resume. It's pretty impressive. I mean, he just is immersed in lacrosse. The game is life, other than being a girl dad. So we'll talk to him about that, too. Other than that, though, uh, he did jump on my lead. Um, Seth did with the coronavirus stuff and... I was going to mention the Ivy League had canceled all its conference tournament, and then regular season champion Yale is going to go to the NCAA tournament because of that. But um, it, I, it, they're it, canceling this tournament, yeah, it's a because big, they're afraid of the coronavirus. Yet they're sending Yale to another tournament, right? About which they're not afraid of coronavirus. Correct. I am not following the line of reasoning exactly. It's everywhere. You can't escape it. Coronavirus, it's yeah, it's dangerous, and I get it, uh, but it's also, well, I guess we're taking precautionary measures. I guess we can leave it at that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want coronavirus. I think they're test, they're testing Gary Sanchez now because he's not feeling well. So it's everywhere. MLB, NBA, NHL, MLS have closed locker rooms to the media over this coronavirus, uh, over coronavirus concerns. Jeopardy is scrapping its live audience to protect Alex Trebek, who is battling pancreatic cancer. I mean, it's it's now there's just well, protecting everybody, though, really. Yeah, I mean, they basically uh, the country known as Italy is just pretty much on lockdown. People are quarantining themselves if they've come in contact with somebody because it takes a little while for symptoms to show with coronavirus. There's a lot of there's also a lot of myths out there. You see, you go on your Facebook or your Twitter or your social media. And everybody that was a political genius is now suddenly an expert on the coronavirus. I just choose to listen to the CDC, and we'll leave it at that. Take whatever precautions. Washing washing hands. You've seen the memes going around, everybody joking about, you know, you should wash your hands 
all the time, not just when there's the threat of the coronavirus. I've seen that a hundred times now, yes. Yeah. Uh, SU is shifting classes online after spring break next week due to uh, people traveling, obviously, because some people will be careful and and step back, and others are just going to go on and live their lives with no concern and whether they get the coronavirus and bring it back. No, I don't know if it's selfish or not. I mean, I can't really say. Well, we don't know. We don't know what we're we're dealing with here, and I understand erring on the side of caution until we we learn a little bit more but look uh i think it kind of points out to us uh the the folly of man we think we are so smart and maybe we're not as smart as we think we are we don't have a handle on this thing i'm i'm a vinyl records guy you know i collect vinyl records i'm in these vinyl records groups on facebook and you mentioned italy somebody today in one of my vinyl records groups shared a picture of a record store in Italy with the the chain fence garage door thing pulled over the front, closed, no record shopping in Italy, fear of a coronavirus. So you can't even go shopping for records in Italy. Nick Ailes is with us in studio today here on the Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Nick, um, your observations on the epidemic of coronavirus? Um, I don't think it's going to be... As bad as everyone says it's going to be. I mean, staph infection, everyone was freaking out about that. Swine flu, Zika virus, all this stuff. I mean, it's it has the capability to be dangerous. I don't think it's going to be the the death of man, as some people are saying. But, uh, yeah, still take what precautions. Is, what's, why is this caused to run on toilet paper? And like, Lysol, too. Lysol I see too. the videos of people, like, buying... 50, 150 rolls of toilet paper at a time. Let me name drop here real quick. Uh, Brendan Burke, who we've had on before, who at one point was the radio play-by-play for the Syracuse Crunch bitter rival Utica Comets, and he has now for the past few seasons been the play-by-play voice for the New York Islanders. Uh, his wife shared a picture. They're, they're, they're friends. You know, it's your friends with them, too. You know Mary. She shared a picture of the Home Depot near their house in Long Island, and it was so one one shelf completely just full of regular cleaning supplies in that section. There was like four shelves. And you know how deep the shelves are if you go into Home Depot? Completely cleared out of Lysol. Well, there you go. Maybe Lysol leads the stock market back. Apparently, it, it kills the coronavirus, apparently. I, I mean, I don't know. So people are going ridiculous with this. Somebody, I saw somebody else say that uh, not hand sanitizer, but her husband had used... Lysol on his hands like he he had cleaned his hands with Lysol so some people are taking this a lot more seriously than others are there's varying opinions on this I think you just have to be careful and it'll run its course it's common sense I think it's a common sense thing but it's affecting everyday life in every way and it's 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 even the hype has built even more since yesterday well look I'm a you know I'm a music guy Coachella the festival they're talking about postponing that to October. That's set for the month of April. It is every year. Pearl Jam last night announced that they're canceling the the first leg of their North American tour, which includes was to include a stop in Toronto. Not canceling, but postponing. They're going to reschedule the dates. I should say that correctly. We've got an upcoming basketball tournament tomorrow. It starts for the Q's nine thirty. And then we've got a regular basketball tournament that's a pretty big deal. Uh, what, what's going to happen with March Madness? We don't know yet. We don't know where this is going to be by then. We talked about it yesterday. Now I'm going, okay, another day of, of the hype and the news and reading things about this. I'm like, 
Hmm. And then I get stuff like Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, Wojbomb. Right. That, that guy. Uh, there's a likelihood of no fans of games and the chances increasing. You talk to team executives, you talk to owners, and more and more they are bracing for that very possibility. They were told by the league to prepare for the possibility that that was going to happen before the end of the regular season. The league office is still uh, a little more cautious with that, saying we're not there yet. We don't have any recommendations to take fans out of the building. But when you talk to teams, they believe that that chance is increasing with every day. Woj talking. That's just the NBA, man. As you know, it's everywhere. Monday night, a conference call with the league office, with teams, doctors and their physicians. Tuesday, there's a deadline for teams to have a lot of preparation ready for the possibility that games could be played without fans in the arena. And then Wednesday, there's an afternoon conference call between the league office and team owners and governors, I'm told. And, and I think that's a, a little bit of a moment of inflection where you are now with the top decision makers in the league about what are the next steps for the NBA. What's the likelihood that we're going to see games without fans in the next couple of weeks? Well, you, you talk to team executives, you talk to owners, and more and more they are bracing for that very possibility. They were told by the league to prepare uh, in the for the possibility that that was going to happen before the end of the regular season. The league office is still uh, a little more cautious with that, saying we're not there yet. We don't have any recommendations to take fans out of the building. But when you talk to teams, they believe that 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 chance is increasing with every day. Wojnarowski, Adrian Wojnarowski, Wojbomb. Did you wash your hands before you came in here? Yes. We haven't we haven't shaken hands. Did you wash your hands? I wash my hands I'm also all the time. I'm, I'm also going to be drinking whiskey tonight to battle the coronavirus. At least, yeah, you can just burn it right out of your insides. Yeah, some Jack Daniels fire. So all this is going on, and do you know what my morning consisted of? Uh, cleaning up after uh, germy messes that your children made at the house. Yeah, I'm trying to clean the house, you know, because they're going to bring it back from school, and I don't want it. I don't want it. No, that's not going to happen. But my son, who is is four years old police officer, if you ever listen to my Radio Daddy stuff over on K-Rock, Scoop, you know this. Um, he's an energetic little kid. Uh, he was setting booby traps for his sister. He he took shoelaces and tied them together. Uh, there's a number of shoes that have to be relaced. What got him on the booby trap thing? I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe it was like a Scooby-Doo or a, a Paw Patrol type of thing. But so he ties shoelaces together and then underneath the microwave cart, he tied it underneath the wheel, kind of wrapped it around there. And then the other one was connected to the table that's off the kitchen. You know, how my house is set up. So there was like a trip wire, basically. And I think he was trying to get my oldest raindrop, my oldest daughter, who, who's hanging out with him today at the house. To trip to, over the tripwire. I warned her. trap. I was nice, and I warned her on the way out. His concern is not over the coronavirus. It was setting booby traps. I, I have a feeling there will be others set by the time I get home tonight. I'm worried for the safety of my family, not because of coronavirus, but because of my four-year-old police officer's son. He might trip over his own booby trap. He might. He very well might. that's entirely possible. Let's talk to Rick Beardsley next. Let's talk some lacrosse next. We'll do it on the Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. You've been warned the next time you're at my house. Here's the break. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Join us tomorrow night for a special watch party for Syracuse's ACC tournament opener, 
featuring SU guard Eric Devendorf. While you're watching on TV or listening on the radio, pull us up on Q Sports Talk on Twitch for instant analysis and instant reaction. Watch, chat, and for the first time, call in live during the game with your questions for Devo and share your thoughts on the game. That's tomorrow night only on twitch.tv slash Talk. So we are now joined on the phone by Rick Beardsley. Uh, we're going to talk some lacrosse. We're going to learn about lacrosse. We've been chatting with him a little bit. He was watching on the Twitch channel, actually, at Q Sports Talk, and now we'll bring him on here. How about, how about Rafis, man? Wow, what a game, 15-9 to in the Q's win over Johns Hopkins, because if you don't know, Rick is, what, let's see, a four-time All-American, two-time national champion, and, of course, still immersed in the program. Tell us what's up, Rick. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me there in downtown Utica. I'm staring at you, three lovely gentlemen. My goodness, what a bunch of good-looking fellas. Thank you. You're lying, but thank you. <laughs> it was nice of him to lie like that, though. So That's okay. Tell me, just talk to, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about the, the Syracuse program that you love so much. I mean, you got to educate us a little bit. Axe is always, you know, talking lacrosse, knows the game a little bit better than me. I admitted that to you. I'm not a huge lacrosse guy, but I want to learn. And just tell us about the team and tell us why lacrosse. Well, you know, over the last 25 years, Syracuse has traditionally been one of the biggest powers that, you know, Division One lacrosse has ever seen from the beginning in 1983 yeah. uh, to the Gate brothers. Uh, you know, Gary still coaches on the girls' side. Yep. Paul actually is an hour down the street in Albany, runs Under Armour lacrosse, believe it or not, out of uh, Schenectady. Um, and then a whole host of four-time All-Americans uh, and All-Americans, Hall of Famers, have come throughout the years. And over the last 10 years, we've kind of slipped, right? The program's kind of slipped out of that top four, that going to the final four. But lacrosse has grown. Now, I've been one of the biggest outspoken critics of people being happy that Syracuse lacrosse was ranked sixth or ninth or tenth because I'm, you know, I don't believe in mediocrity because I never had mediocrity in the program. So, you know, I, I've kind of been that guy who's been the voice that no one wants to hear, but everybody wants to hear, right? Um, but this year, They've seemed to turn it around. They've the top six midfielders in America, pretty much uh, two lines that can't be beat. Uh, they come at you so deep. I've called three games on the ACC network. Uh, I've unfortunately had my raspy voice and my bad accent in a lot of people's ears for <laughs> broadcast, uh, for telecast, and they've hated it. But, um, you know, they're pretty good, guys. I mean, if, if you don't get out to a Syracuse game right now, it's pretty fast-paced, shot clock. The history of the program, you know, right down the street, or if you're in Syracuse, obviously people know, but you are right. Rafis is lighting it up. He had seven assists in the opener, had seven assists against uh, Hopkins, I believe. Yeah. And then right now, like as you were saying earlier, with this coronavirus thing, there's a lot of bad things going on. I'm hearing Harvard might cancel their schedule for the year. I know that Amherst canceled the rest of their uh, their season. Uh, there's some crazy talk going out there. Let's just hope that we can still continue to have fans because right now this is a banner year for the Orange. They're number one in the country right now, by the way. They're where you expect them to be. Rick, it's a, a pretty impressive resume, though. So you're calling the games on the ACC Network. You're CBA Syracuse's head coach. Let's just start with that because you're getting underway yeah. with things in about two days. So talk up Syracuse on the high school level, you know, locally. Yeah. Well, you know, we've always been – this area has been, you know, central New York has been that, that hotbed for many years, still is. 
I mean, my my team personally, I have a kid, Ryan McKenzie, who's a top five midfielder in the country. He's committed to Duke. I have Colin uh, uh, Kelly. He's a kid who's committed to Canisius. I have a bunch of guys committed to D2. I have Chris Adonato, who's a new, new Hartford kid out your way, who just committed to Fairfield. Um, you know, around here, lacrosse is, uh, is the king of the spring, it seems, and with, you know, teams like Skinny Atlas, Lafayette winning a state championship in Class D last year, J.D. Uh, getting to the, sex, uh, the state championship in Class C, Baldwinsville is nationally ranked number 19 uh, in the country right now, um, and, you know, in, in Class B, FM drops down uh, into Class B, and they'll be a force to be reckoned with. You know, those type of programs kind of stay in the top 10, um, you know, with, with with the way the paper does it. And, like, last year my team at CBA, we got moved up a class because we won in Class D because we're a Class D size school. Um, I would like to point out we beat Lafayette by eight, who won the Class D state championship. So maybe I might actually have another state championship under my belt as a coach if we stayed down. Hang on, let me um, let me just yeah. interrupt you. Let me just interrupt you. You brought up yeah. Lafayette. You'll be playing them. CBA will be playing them on the 21st of April. You brought up yep. New Hartford, playing them on the 15th. I'm just going to highlight a couple of games for you while we're yeah, chatting. Sure. Playing Baldwinsville on April 9th. Uh, Casanova, that'll be a great game on the mm-hmm. 7th. Any others that you circled on the schedule? And then continue with your uh, point. Yeah, Lincoln Sudbury's one. They're the defending state public school champ in Massachusetts. I actually... I'm on a text string right now with a guy from Victor. Victor's number eight, I think, in the country. They're supposed to play Lincoln Sudbury in this coronavirus thing. Who knows? They might bail. So if they get bailed on, then we'll pick each other up. So I'll play Victor. You know, the one thing with me, guys, is I'm not ducking a soul. You know, I'm ready to take on everybody. Um, I don't really care who you are, where you are, where we got to play at home away in someone's backyard in the parking lot. Yeah, I'm ready for a dog fight with anybody I can. I don't fear anybody um, because, you know, you got to play the best to be the best. And then also it shows your kids, you know, it shows your kids you got to be tough. You, what, what the work they put in. You know, Victor is not in the top ten for, for no reason. Um, and, you know, Syracuse is not number one for no reason, right? So it's, uh, it's just basically the way it works. And we come out and we grind just like every other high school coach, man. It's a grind. I see my wife, who's still pretty hot. Uh, every, every freaking, I see her like 10 minutes a week, man. The only thing I got going, my eighth grade daughter, Angela, probably will be on the varsity team. I'm going to miss all her games too, because I'll be coaching. You know, I don't know much about lacrosse, but I do know that Jim Brown was an all American and he's attributed at least with the quote of saying that he'd rather play lacrosse six days a week and football on the seventh and that he's a, a big part of what Syracuse University has uh, today in terms of laying the, the foundation for, for lacrosse. And uh, they, they even talk about a style called Jim Brown lacrosse. Yeah, Jim Brown lacrosse was tuck it to your chest, run everybody over. He's a massive a mountain of a man back in the day. He was actually Coach Simmons Jr.'s roommate on the road. His dad, Coach Simmons Sr., who's the second uh, coach in the program, put them together on purpose. So that way Jim could, you know, stay on the path of not going out and seeking out the uh, opposite sex. <laughs> well, sometimes they seek you, as you know. Yeah. Coach, Rick, uh, Rick Beardley's yeah. with us here on the Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 <laughs> and 100.1. He's been watching along to Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. Uh, so you're a PLL, a professional lacrosse league assistant coach. Is that right, too? 
Uh, tell us about yeah, that. You still yeah, doing that? Yeah. yeah, Premier Lacrosse League. It was started last year, founded okay. by you know, Joe Side from Alibaba, as well as uh, Paul Rabel, who's actually on our team. He's a Hopkins uh, four-time All-American. Yeah. Now they tried to buy the MLL, and now the PLL and the MLL are competing. I was lucky enough for uh, Ben Rubior got chosen as the PLL Atlas head coach, and I shot him a, you know an email and said, "Hey, man." I'd like to interview, and he was like, "Dude, you're 100% in. You don't even. I don't even need to open the document." So, as my daughter Angela said, our oldest was said to me, "Dad, that was the quickest, you know, job interview I've ever heard you have on a phone." You know, it was like 10 seconds in, I had the job. But we are based in LA. We play in, uh, we play 10 weeks, 10 weekends all over the U.S. and Canada. So the first week is like at Gillette. Second week is in uh, Long Island. Third week is in uh, no. Second week is in Georgia. Third week's in Long Island. Fourth week is in uh, Texas. Fifth week's in Minnesota. And then they announce them every week as we go. We have our like supplemental MLL draft coming up. Um, we're trying to maneuver to get Rob Pinnell, who's uh, came over from the MLL. He's one of the premier lacrosse players. Played at Cornell, who by the way, Central New York team ranked second. We can't forget about those guys in the country. Uh, Pete Millman is the man down there at, in Ithaca. So, yeah, the P- Premier Lacrosse League is a pretty big deal. It's, it's kind of great. I, I almost feel like I'm a decent coach at this point. I think, I think you're doing <laughs> all right, man. You know, I just want to read something. I want to read a little bit of a bio that I, I was checking out about an hour ago about you. Rick mm-hmm. Beardsley, known for his ability to throw devastating checks, make incredible passes, and shut down stellar attackmen. He is a player... <laughs> that kids tried to emulate. Are you trying to teach everybody to play like you or as a coach, you know, with a little bit of age and wisdom and as a father, a girl dad, are you kind of saying, hey, wait a minute, this guy's got this skill, this guy's got this skill, let me coach each individual player, or is there a specific style you want them all to learn? Well, at CBA, that's a great question, to be honest with you. For a guy who may not know lacrosse, you're asking the right questions, I'll tell you that much. I I try. uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, you know, we try to play in a chaotic environment. I'm about creating chaos, playing where kids are athletes. The one thing we get at CBA, we've always gotten, is good athletes. So I try to, you know, get off the bus and let them just run and gun, and and it, because it's got to be enjoyable for me. We played that style at Syracuse. The game has changed a little bit at the college level. It's gotten a little better because of a shot clock, so the game is sped up. But in high school, there's no shot clock, so. We try to play in chaos, cause chaos. My defensemen, uh, we you know we we do a lot of junky stuff. We go out, we shut off, we try to take the ball away from guys. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably not for everybody. People only really see me when I coach. I'm pretty much a maniac, I guess, is what people say. I'm loud. <laughs> I'm gregarious. But when I'm at practice, I really don't say much. I coach the guys. Uh, I probably just want us to run at a at a, at a high level and rate of speed now. To talk about being a girl dad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears here. Number one, my wife is a way better athlete than I ever was. She's in the top 50 athletes of all time in CNY, uh, Tori DeSilvia. She was a swimmer uh, at University of Tennessee, won a bunch of world champions. So my daughters are straight savages, and I've you know, treated them the only way I know, and that's like boys, right? So they're pretty tough chicks. You know, They'll punch a guy in the face if they need to. I mean, that's what we want, but... Um, you know, I also want to teach my guys at CBA to play real hard, man. And I'm a pretty intense guy, as you can already tell. Uh, you know, I, I bring that level of intensity. And 
you know, I can't even play in summer league without creating anger anymore. That's kind of why I stay away from it. Like, I legitimately have to, like, get myself going. I have to start talking smack in order to get myself angry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's weird. It's the only way I know how to play. I have a, a really distinct bad trait, which is the angrier I get, the more precise I get. Most guys, the wheels come off the bus. My wheels don't really ever come off. I kind of get more focused. I like it, man. I like it. You know what I did? I did as far as this lacrosse interview, uh, being it's the yep. first time that we've talked here on Sportzilla, I wanted to undersell and over-deliver. I, <laughs> I hope I did that. Yeah, you did whatever. It's all good. I, I have a... I, I will admit, it, in a non-narcissistic way, I do have a really long lacrosse resume. And at times, if you want to know the truth, guys, when you're on ACC Network or ESPN Radio or even ESPN for that matter, they want you to talk about yourself. And, and to be honest with you, you ever see that part in Jerry Maguire with the guy Cush and he goes, I got Cush Lash? Yeah. I got Rick Lash, man. <laughs> I talk too much sometimes about, you know, being a four-time All-American. But, you know, the greatest thing is I am the head coach at CBA and, and, and I'm, I'm the, you know, proud, uh, you know, father of two legitimate lacrosse player daughters. So that's really what I need to be going by. You should change that to two-time dad and CBA coach. You know what I'm saying? He's a two-time girl dad of a couple of savages and his wife <laughs> is the boss, man. Rick, it's been great to talk to you. I want to make this a habit, all right? I'll reach out real soon. Appreciate you watching on Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv and taking some time for us today, man. And bring it every time just like you did today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, boys. And take care of that tooth for crying out loud. Nick, and learn my bio before we get on again. <laughs> Sports Illustrated Show, take a quick break. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. XFL next. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Dallas Renegades, hashtag start Dungy. Please get that done this weekend. Thank you very much. Yeah, come on. Uh, All XFL stadiums should be required to have a beer snake. While we're on the subject of the beer snake, if I could really quickly, I actually want to bring in uh, the coach. Let me see if I can find this audio from Gino Oriyama, UConn's had women's head basketball coach because obviously the coronavirus is affecting all sports and way of life, not just here in America, but worldwide. Snake. Uh, but uh, he was talking about beer, actually. Um, you can guess with the coronavirus what beer that was particularly, but this is actually a very funny, quick little quote from Gino Ariema. Have you tasted Corona Premium yet? That is the best beer Corona has made. And you believe how dumb the American people are that Corona sales are down 30%. You can't make this stuff up. People are not drinking Corona because of the coronavirus. Um, uh, now, that is what is purported. And I believe that is probably true among a segment of the population. Yes. Maybe that never drank Corona in the first place. I like a Corona. Um, they're, it's they're, not bad. It's, I don't know why the term mutually exclusive comes to mind, but yeah, don't worry. I, I'm a fan of Mexican beers. Tecate, Dos Equis, good stuff, man. That Pacifico. Do not worry. If you drink Corona, you will not get the coronavirus. I'd rather die from coronavirus than not be able to drink Mexican beer anymore. Okay? There, I said it. Well, well Life's got to be worth living. How about, Come on. How about the XFL, though? Is, is coronavirus going to affect them? Is it going to affect the beer snakes? I mean, not just the D.C. defenders. All XFL arenas, all eight teams have to start the beer snakes. Notice that the XFL hasn't said a thing 
It's true. About the coronavirus. I'm not seeing any coronavirus fear from the XFL yet. I'm looking through, though. I kind of wanted to go, and we touched on this a little bit yesterday. You said we'd dig a little deeper today, Scoop. But I wanted to dig through the teams because before you know it, we're not that far away from playoffs in the XFL for the eight teams qualify. Tampa Bay is, did you hear what they did? So they were looking yeah. for a second straight win. They had a 24 to six lead against Los Angeles on Sunday. And then they, didn't they collapse they really badly? Collapsed and lost at 41 to 34. I did hear that. Yeah. There's problems with Tampa Bay's football teams, Buccaneers too. Seattle Dragons, uh, they're one and four after losing their last three games, but they have an opportunity to climb back into this. There's the beer snake for the Twitch audience. Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk audience. Been decent on defense, but the problem's offense. Passing yards, 145 a game. Scoop's showing pictures of the beer snake. I think this is marketing genius. It is. This is. Why hasn't this been done yet? This is like a beer bong that everybody gets to enjoy. And the commissioner of the XFL, Oliver Luck, drank and contributed a cup, an empty cup, to the beer snake. We had like almost 2,000 cups. And they just, it just snaked through all the way up the crowd. Man, you're making me so thirsty. From like field level, from front row all the way up to the top. God, I want a beer right now. Can we talk about the XFL some more? (laughs) Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. So I went through a couple teams and I'm kind of going through this worst to first. Los Angeles Wildcats in the middle of the pack. Uh, Difficult circumstances. Winston Moss fired their defensive coordinator, Pepper Johnson, after they lost the opener. And that got Anthony Johnson, who's their defensive captain, mad, and they traded him. But overall, they're two and three, and they're still looking for a playoff berth. They got to win a few games, obviously. Brings me to the Dallas Renegades. All that can really be said about them is start Eric Dungy. Start Eric Dungy. I think they're two and three right now. Start Eric Dungy. Honestly, they, at, least they, let, at least let him play. You see these. You see these teams bring in a couple of quarterbacks. I mean, I, I've seen that. Try out another guy. One guy has one set of skills. Another guy has another set of skills. And, and you can you know, tailor your offense accordingly, and it can catch the defense off guard. New York Guardians uh, destroyed them this past weekend. Landry Jones has had injuries, backups Philip Nelson, and then there's a guy who is an active named Eric Dungy who should probably get a start. And then there's the St. Louis Battlehawks. So let's see, they played D.C. That was the home of the Beer Snake. Well, I guess we could just talk about the Beer Snake as far as that game. Well, the Beer Snake, look. This is a, an idea that is just ahead of its time. And I'm, I'm wondering, why has nobody ever thought of this previously? Because this is just sheer genius. It really is. So they're, they're middle of the pack. D.C. defenders as we get to the top of the league, not bad. Need a tequila snake. 3-0 and oh at home. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking football. You keep interjecting the beer snake stuff. This is kind of funny. Cardell Jones. Well, that's the one thing that I've been following is being an Ohio State fan. I, I no kind of hoping he would do a little better, but you know he's uh, fell upon hard times and it hasn't gone so well for him after a good start in the XFL. Yeah, he got replaced by Tyree Jackson, uh, and then now there's a the DC Defenders have a quarterback controversy. Then there's the Guardians who started out zero two by default. The team I'm following, Matt McGloin, with the access that you get. And the halftime interviews and sideline interviews, uh, he's the one that ran his mouth and ended up through an interception, got benched, and now uh, they went with Luis Perez, and they're winning games. They're 3-2 and two now in the season. And then, of course, you got P.J. Walker and the Houston Roughnecks. 
arguably, um, well, clearly the best team in the league overall, have to be the favorites to win the XFL championship. I want to watch that. It's like I was interested for a week or two. It's waned a little bit. It's not just with me. Ratings have been down. But as it ramps back up, back up towards the playoffs, now I'm going, yeah, I want to see what this is about. I want to, I'm going to watch the championship game for sure in the playoffs. I have meant to watch it the last couple of weeks, and I have not. You know, because I, I, the lure of college basketball and hockey right. uh, has really stolen the spotlight for me away from the XFL. I want to watch it, though. A couple things uh, football-related outside of the XFL. NFL and 2K announced a partnership to produce multiple new video games. Basically, it means EA Sports no longer has a monopoly on a deal with the NFL. In other words, so if you play one of their games, it'll be NFL players, not just random football players, because uh, for a long time it was really just Madden had that. So this is kind of great. It, there's no longer Monopoly, a little bit more competition. Gamers out there, there's a lot of gamers out there are going to be happy that that deal was struck. Are you a gamer? I'm Madden partial. Okay, are you going to try out the No, because I cost money. <laughs> what if somebody gave it to you as a gift? Oh, well, then I'd try it. If you read Rick Beardsley's bio, maybe he'll gift you one of the new games when it oh, comes out. Boy. What? Shh. Hey, I'm just building off. Burn. The, I'm building off. You're not motivated Shh. now? You're not motivated now after Rick Beardsley? <laughs> I don't. Motivated for what? To read his bio? He, you, he's shamed. He's not motivated. Is it? Did that really bum you out, dude? <laughs> no, it didn't bum me. I just don't understand where, like, what that has to do with anything. It was just kind of funny, I thought. No one laughed. He's just poking scoop. the bear. He's poking the bear. You're bo- I, I should have been there for you. See, you didn't want... I didn't want to come Next across, subject, please. I didn't want to come across like a dad. You're one minute over. And I was trying to... Uh, I was trying to... I should have been nice. I should have given you a hug. I don't want your hug. That's it, yeah. You, oh, you got it. You've got to become a savage, dude. That's got to stay six it. feet apart. Coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. Yeah. Let's wash our hands. Why don't we do that? Act like you're hugging. You know, it's like the cheek to cheek kiss. You know, act like you're hugging, but you're six feet apart. NBC said no to uh, ESPN wanting to trade for Al Michaels. However, they're still trying to work out a deal with Peyton Manning. Nothing. Well, I love Al Michaels, but why Why do they want to give him up? I mean, they got the rights to him. They got a contract. The other guys want him. You can't have him. They got to deal with him. NFL Players Association announced. I, you know, I, I want uh, Carmen Electra to do a TV show for my apartment, but that's not going to happen. The NFL Players Association announced that Brown's <laughs> offensive lineman, J.C. Treader, has been selected and elected as its new president by the Board of Player Reps. That's a win for your Browns. Yeah, I guess maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess they like him, and and he, uh, they they trust him in terms of negotiating these things and representing them. So that's a good thing. I, I don't really know that it's a win for my Browns. I mean, if I'm going to take that as a win for my Browns, it's really just an indication of how sorry of a state my franchise is in. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. We'll be right back. Something uh, really cool with the New York Yankees on their social media. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. And if you missed any of the broadcast, catch the podcast post-show. All the places you do that, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. Check our media links, social media links for the podcast. It's there as well. 
Yankees put out on their social media a new promo video for Whiffs. I don't know if you've seen it, but you can at least hear it. Hi, I'm Garrett Cole, and I'm here to tell you about Whiffs Garage, your one, two, three stop shop for all your automotive needs. Flat tire, we'll get you back on the rubber. All set. In a jam, we're here to get you out of it. Need a start? You can count on us. Ready to go! We offer the best tire rotation in the game. Our team of mechanics is nothing to balk at. Have a great day. Nobody beats Whiffs. So come on down to Whiffs Garage, conveniently located off exit 5 of the Major Deegan. I used to own this place, and their service is as fast as lightning. A Ron Guidry cameo at the end and the Yankees starting rotation all in... Is that, a, is that a joke commercial or a real commercial that is a joke? I think it's meant to be just a lighthearted, goofy, cringeworthy parody. I, li- I liked it. Did you feel it was cringeworthy when you saw it? Yeah, I did. Nick Ells? It was, but that's, I guess, the point of it. But yeah, all of the Yankees pictures. There's Sorry. a lot of bad jokes in there, and it kind of made me stop, though, and go, what is going on here? Yeah, that's, I liked how it perplexed me. That's what's going on. On, on a positive note, uh, Charles Barkley selling his Olympic gold medal and other memorabilia to build houses in his hometown. I thought that that was kind of an awesome thing because he was getting some crap from Draymond the other day. Yeah, maybe Draymond wants to help. Let me uh, share this with you. I'm not even exaggerating. We probably got 30 eyesores, as I call them, where houses used to be when I was growing up. Either a rotted out house or there's just weeds up overgrown. So what I'm trying to do, I want to work with the city of Leeds. I want them to give me the spaces, number one. I want them to give me the houses. And I'm going to use my own money selling my memorabilia. Because all that stuff was at my grandmother's house. I don't even keep it, to be honest with you. And if I could build 10 to 20 affordable housing, I want to do green housing, too. Like I say, if I could sell all that stuff, it would be just a really cool thing for me. So, yeah, he wants to build 10 to 20 new houses, going to sell his 96 gold medal. His daughter wants to keep his 92 gold medal. So, basically, that's the deal. That's what's up for for grabs if you want to buy that. And Charles Barkley, of course, is going to give back to Leeds, Alabama. See, he's not a bad guy after all. How much stuff do you need? I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, instances where Charles has exhibited that he's not a bad guy. Uh, I think it's easy to say he's a bad guy because he's so outspoken and maybe you disagree with him. But there's a lot of things he's done over the course of his life that are that are pretty likable. There's also some things like throwing a guy through a window in Akron, Ohio, which aren't so likable. Uh, that also, <laughs> yeah, that was the, that's the bad side of him. It was terrible. All right, well, we're going to get you on the block with Brent Axe. And don't worry, we're going deep on Q's basketball tomorrow when we get ready for the ACC tournament. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.